Hello, friends. I'm Eric Nance, and you're listening to episode 36 of the Our Weekly Highlights podcast. Today, we are covering the issue highlights for week 16, released on April 19th, 2021. This week's issue is curated by John Calder, with help from the Our Weekly team members and contributors. I'm likely stating the obvious here, but we see a wide array of advancements in the R community, and that is one of the biggest drivers for establishing the R Weekly project. Even specific niches or groups within the umbrella of the broader R community could say the same thing, and the R OpenSci initiative is certainly no exception. The April edition of R OpenSci's monthly news digest is packed with exciting updates and those comprise our first highlight of today. If this is the first time you've heard about the R OpenSci initiative, I can quickly summarize it in my own words as the brilliant nonprofit initiative who cultivate an open, transparent, and reproducible research paradigm accomplished through their technical expertise of developing and reviewing R packages and fostering a welcoming community for all. Back to this specific update, the team shares a few upcoming community calls centered around steps package authors can take to foster contributions and engagement, plus a deep dive into the very exciting R Universe project. One of my favorite sections in the R OpenSci newsletters is the current state of packages that are participating in their software peer review process, with packages organized by their current stage in the process. You can find more details on our open size review process in this episode's show notes, but I really enjoyed reading the Data Spice Package's current review summary in the associated GitHub issue. The package itself is filling a huge need of enabling researchers to generate metadata files for their datasets in a clear and intuitive manner but you can see just how much attention to detail occurs in these reviews even near the beginning. When a potential conflict of interest was immediately recognized by one of the regular editors on the R OpenSci peer review team, and they brought in a very technically sound guest editor, Emily Readerer, to handle the rest of the process. Throughout the rest of the thread, you see a mix of very technical feedback provided clearly from both the package author and reviewers without any hints of malice or discouraging tones. It's on my R bucket list, so to speak, to submit a package to the R OpenSide project in the future. Other items that caught my attention included some very sound advice in the package development corner for handling disappearing files during an R command check and two neat use cases around the use of the R Selenium package and a workshop centered around Will Landau's Drake package. I've only scratched the surface here, so be sure to check out the post in full to read more about these great updates from our OpenSci. While I am firmly behind the mantra of using the right tool for the right job in my projects, I have a few moments where in the back of my mind, I'll think, why can't we just use R for all the things? After all, I can perform practically every step in a data analysis pipeline and create an intuitive web interface thanks to the many packages available. 
Well, sometimes even my mind gets blown by just what can be accomplished by somebody proficient in R and with a dash of creativity. That's very much the way I think of our second highlight for today. The ggplot2 package for creating visualizations with the grammar of graphics paradigm has been front and center in many our weekly highlights, especially with the many eye-catching customizations you can make to a plot's theme and general aesthetics. In fact, within the last year, I've seen clever R users around the world start to produce and even market data generative art. Jacqueline Nullis, head of the data science group at Saturn Cloud and author and podcaster alongside Emily Robinson of the highly recommended Build a Career in Data Science, saw a unique opportunity to create the brand new GGIRL package and by the way, thank you, Jacqueline, for sharing how to actually pronounce that on your Twitter thread <laughs> to bring your ggplots to life as a genuine postcard. In her blog post, Jacqueline shares the very simple code to assemble the metadata for your postcard's destination address and other logistics for a call to the aptly named ggpostcard function. Now comes for even more brilliant magic. An externally hosted Shiny application powered by Colin Fay's brochure package, which coincidentally was featured in episode 28 of this podcast, along with more packages handling the payment, data storage, and email confirmation appears automatically on your screen for your confirmation and purchase. I admit, my first reaction to seeing this was along the lines of, are you kidding me? But yes, outside of the actual printing of the postcards, all of this infrastructure is powered by R. Jacqueline will be sharing more about this package and its development at the upcoming Cascadia R conference later this summer, and we'll have a deep dive into the package infrastructure in a future Shiny Developer Series episode this year. And hey... Perhaps our powered postcards could be a future perk for listeners and viewers of my R Media content. Hmm, the brain is turning on that one. And now for today's last highlight. At its core, data science involves leveraging the many sources of data we have available to perform analytics, informing answers to real world questions. Across many organizations, Data is not limited to design experiments or marketed products. Now, an immense amount of metrics can be found via APIs to enterprise process applications such as SAP, Salesforce, ServiceNow, and more. Thanks to the availability and easier access, the topic of process mining is now tangible instead of simply being an academic topic. In short, Process mining is a data-driven paradigm that takes data from business systems and generates actual process models and their associated metrics on performance, cost, and more. Much like the overall data science space, a host of closed and proprietary tools exist that try to be a one-stop shop for process mining, but open source comes to play here with a set of dedicated packages available. Business process consultant, Dr. Gregor Shadower, 
authored a practical blog post with a step-by-step -step introduction to process mining using the Bupar package collection, using an anonymized data set of real-world banking credit card application processes, part of a previous business process intelligence challenge. The suite of Bupar packages have specific classes and methods to derive high-level metrics of process event logs and to draw entire process maps powered by the Diagrammer package. In addition, Gregor's post shares the code behind visualizing throughput time with optional facets of application type and goals of a loan. There are more capabilities offered by the Bupar collection, such as creating interactive dashboards driven by Shiny and even animating process maps. We'll have a link to the Bupar package documentation site in the show notes. And while I am not performing business intelligence analyses in my day job, it is great to see the rich R package ecosystem open yet another domain for those interested. And those are your R weekly highlights for today. This week's issue is packed solid with more insights and learning opportunities such as a massive update to the Golem package for authoring Shiny applications as an R package, a possible new alternative to the correlation coefficient, additional updates to the R Markdown package family, and more. As always, you can count on this podcast every week for my take on each highlighted resource as selected by our amazing team of curators at R Weekly, and visit the podcast link right at the top of rweekly.org for all of the past episodes and ways that you can subscribe. I also welcome your feedback. Feel free to send me a note at the contact page on the R Weekly podcast site or send me a message at my Twitter account with the handle at the RCast. Thank you for listening and we'll be back with another batch of R Weekly highlights next week.